people of Earth, if you are hearing this, you are receiving a signal from another planet. Fanboy planet. Watch animated chicks with inflatable breasts. You might be a Trekkie. Sit back and watch as the Uber geek goes and kicks it up a notch. Turn to the left. In your dictionary And add this word to your vocabulary Take a look, cause I'm the real McCoy Damn it, Jim, I'm not a doctor I'm just the definition of a Fanboy, baby I'm a nerd over time I will always survive Fanboy, baby Feel so alive Watching Babylon Fanboy Fanboy Planet Podcast, and here is your host, Derek McCaw. Thank you, Nate. This is Derek McCaw, Editor-in-Chief of FanboyPlanet.com. We are podcasting on Wednesday, July 24th from the fabulous Cafe Stretch, and we're doing it daytime because it's summer and the living is easy, right? That's it's, what they it's, say. It's noisy or, or, for or daytime. I know. It's pretty... It's, yeah, it's... Uh, yeah, is it, I don't know if the living is easy, but oh, how about this? Is that Cheryl Crow over the bar? It's uh, it's uh, summertime, and all of us don't have a day job at the moment. So who? Yeah, what? all of us. What? I talked about. You day have jobs. a day job, Rick? You have a day job? No. Yeah. Okay. okay. So that's all of us don't have a day, day job. job. Oh, don't we? I don't. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. So we're getting podcasts on an afternoon because uh, the reason, of course, that uh, Nate is here. Well, let's say we have a special guest commentator who's. We have who, a new, probably we have not a, going we to say a, anything other than she, hi right now. Well, in, she she did not exist until last weekend. She, right? she officially under exactly. this name. Under this name, she did not exist. Female influence editor. Can we give her that title? For well, this? Temporarily, she's not going to. She's still not going to talk much. <laughs> Neither of any of the other female uh, influence. That editors. is true. That is true. So go ahead, carry the torch proudly introduce and introduce yourself. yourself. Hi, my name is Tiffany Costa. Oh, Excellent. yay! That's Brings right. a tear to my eye just hearing it. <laughs> <laughs> Me too! I, I looked at the pictures all through the weekend at Comic-Con of your wedding. Uh, so that's right, Nate and Tiffany got married last weekend. and Sounds like a leading into a song. I wish... Okay, all right. <laughs> Little ditty about Nate and Tiffany. Okay, uh, and that went up to our parody usage. Okay, so, and of course... I am Nate Costa. That, or Mr. Nate Grabin, as I Here like Here from him. the future. I'm back Because we from did the explain that Nate wouldn't be live on the show Oh, that's true. We did not... We, that's right. I wasn't sure, but there it is. That's so why, future Nate, that's why all, that all has the Nate car, fans right there are squeeing right that's now. That's right. Currently, Whee. without, without uh, day job, only because he's relocating to Los Angeles. And uh, so... And I can't do that until I get a new car, because my car oh, no. was totaled on the 4th of July. Oh, Thank you, no. hit and run person. Whoever you are, we hate I you. I hope you... I did not I realize bet that. Stabbed I in bet the it face. is a listener. <laughs> yes, but it was Chris Garcia. One of our millions of <laughs> listeners out there ran into me and was, took off. It was Chris Garcia. All right, so and of course, podcast producer. And you're waiting for moral compass. All right, moral compass. <laughs> <laughs> Such a begrudging. I ask for so little. Man feel, of leisure. We're all man of leisure this week. I know. I don't. I feel not speaking. I'm. I'm. I'm still busy. But um, oh, we've. Yeah. Um, There's nothing more busy than being a man of leisure. Seriously. I've never been this busy in my life. My name is Rick Brett Snyder. That's because you've got every morning a, a nice, nice plate of honeydew, don't you? <laughs> I do. Honeydew this because you don't have anything else happen, to do. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Love oh. that honeydew. All right, so <laughs> I am back from Comic-Con. Nate and Tiffany are back from their wedding. Rick is back from... 
supporting you at Comic-Con. And? No, you were elsewhere. I was, I've been in the wine country. I've been up in the Sierras. Right, exactly. Yeah. So So we're all back from the future. Right. Rick was exploring for his new travel channel show. Exactly. Man I'm actually of, teaching a course at San Jose State University next week. Are you? Well, that's good. That's next How to week. be a man of leisure in bon vivant. <laughs> exactly, exactly. That's right. There's a lot of people signing up for it. It's, a, it, it's a grad course. Uh, there's no job waiting for you anyway, 203. <laughs> <laughs> you anyway. can fulfill every single requirement for every single major with one course. With one course. Exactly. <laughs> I'm sorry, so this afternoon that... we're going to do wine drinking 101. Yeah. Indeed. So uh, first you take your bottle And then, by the way, it's after 2 o'clock here at Cafe Streets in the afternoon. And if you want a glass of Pinot Noir, it's only $3. Wow. So there you go. Ooh. I bought my $8 bottle, no, bottle. <laughs> glass of uh, Merlot for $7 plus tip $8. Okay. I was going to say you bought your $8 bottle. <laughs> this is a very confusing story. It is. Sorry. <laughs> it was sort of like a... Like a poem. All right, so um, we're back. So we, we, we talk about comics. We talk about movies, television, things that came out of San Diego. I don't know. Uh, I do want to say, we'll say up top of the way, I know we do have an audio interview with Mr. Jordan Hembro, the toy hunter. A, the toy hunter. Uh, so I got that at Mattel in, in Comic-Con. So... Uh, you were at the Mattel booth and you interviewed Jordan Hembro? I was indeed. That's and, awesome. Oh, oh, the Mattel people were not happy <laughs> that was scheduled. I was like, went on Friday night and said, uh, "This is, uh, I think I have an appointment tomorrow morning. He goes, what time? It's uh, 9.30. He goes, really? Because that's like the worst time for us. Was, was, <laughs> we was, can always go to a room yeah, and not well, do it at no, your booth. No, I got to go up to, they have this hospitality suite. Right, up above. Uh-huh. Up booth. above, so there were bagels and coffee. So and why is that a bad time fruit. for them? No, you know, because they're, they're swamped. And, and, and truthfully, it's because you have to, this is Comic-Con. Not only do you have to get past the security guards from Comic-Con who are going like, what are you doing trying to cut the line? Like, I'm not trying to cut the line. Because the entrance to security to the... Hospitality suite is through the booth. Is, is through the is right next to the uh, cash registers. Oh, yeah. So all the line is going there, and so you have to get past security trying to keep you from doing it, the Mattel security trying to keep you from doing it, <laughs> and then find the person and and you know luckily um, and and I'll talk about again your uh, your rock stars Jordan Hembro. I'm, I'm like, well, they tell me oh, he's not here yet, and I turn around, and of course, it's because everybody in line has to have their picture taken with the toy hunter, sure. you know, and, and they're all like, yeah, so he was there with Mattel. They were um, sponsoring him or something. No, no, I think he just had, he is a consultant with Mattel, Interesting. like on if they're looking to revive an old line, uh-huh. what how what he thinks will do well. Uh, you'll hear in the interview we talked about Major Matt Mason. We gushed a little bit about and like why that. Probably isn't going to be revived, but how we oh, it love should that. Be. Damn, yeah. well, should be. Well, you know, is the time right? We were talking about that. It's a very niche I need market. My, I need my Major Matt Mason. No, because toys. there is a company that's doing the aliens. I've seen that. They're very expensive. Yes. Yeah, so, okay. So, anyway. Um, so, he consults with toy lines uh, about nostalgia and what's worth doing things Did he for. have a booth? Was he selling stuff? Nope. Was he trying to make a certain money point to nope. make his? No. Nope. Just hanging out. No, uh, he was there to promote the show. Okay. So, well, why not? We've done this introduction now. Let's just put that up top. We are here at Comic-Con 2013 with Jordan Hembro, the toy hunter. 
Uh, this is very exciting to sit down face to face with you because we talked. Uh, yes. Two, I think it's been almost two years ago. 2011, when the pilot when came the, when out. When the pilot came out. Yeah. And um, things have changed, blown up. I mean, you know, when people said, like, what's your high point of the con? I said, well, I get to meet the toy hunter face to face. Yeah. And they go, that that thing's huge. So, you know, did you expect or, or do you feel that that's a success? Is, is, do you feel like you are a huge thing for the Travel Channel now? You know, the thing is, it's funny. Um, I... I'm very, very fortunate. I, you know, I keep working all the time, and I'm on the road, and we're working, and, and, um, and then I go home, and I'm in my own little world with my family, and they keep me very, very humble. I, I haven't really, I haven't been out and exposed too much to, to what the show has done with the fans. I know it's really, really popular. Um, I'm, I'm very, very lucky. I don't think I'm the biggest thing on travel right now. I, I think there's a lot of fantastic, great shows there that, that I truly, truly love, and I'm honored to be sort yeah. of sharing the whole network with all these great, incredible co-hosts. I'm happy with the show we're doing. Uh, I'm excited about what's coming up, and I think we can just keep getting better and better and better. Right. Here, you're probably the biggest thing on Travel Channel, at Comic-Con. At Comic-Con, okay, yeah. I'll give you that. I think at San Diego Comic-Con... Will you be one of the, you know, you're yeah. part of the royal court here. Uh, <laughs> I'm very, very fortunate. I'm lucky. Thank you. Okay, and so you shot the third season already? No, we no. haven't. We're, at, we're doing pre-production on third season right okay. now. We're going to be shooting within probably the next two months. We're going to start the third season. Okay, but we, we've at least gone through two seasons since you and I first talked. Yes, we have. And so the question is, ha, has it gotten more difficult or easier? Uh, you know, is there, ha, has something, has people, has people's attitudes towards you changed right. as you're going out and doing your work? It, yeah, it has. You know, it's a, it's a double-edged sword because, um, like I said, you know, I'm, I'm really honored to be on the network and everything. I'm very, very fortunate. When you go out, you get noticed a lot more, and people want to share stories and everything, which is fantastic. We have a lot of toy collections coming in, which we didn't have before. People are reaching out to us. We get about 500 emails a day uh, with people with toy collections and everything. Um, the double-edged sword is people think, you know, because you're on Travel Channel, you're making millions of dollars, so they want to sell you these toys, which, you know, are way, way overpriced sometimes, or they want so much money, and I've got to sort of explain to them, you know, I can't really pay this much for them, and, and you know, even though it's a great toy, it might not garner this in the market. It, it's um, it's a tricky slope. I'm still learning how to kind of walk it a little bit, mm-hmm. but yeah, I'm learning. more difficult in the second season, because right now, I... I don't know. I've got the whole second season banked. I haven't had oh, a chance to watch it Oh, you haven't seen it yet? Oh, my God. I, I, well, I started watching the second season. You're like the whole I, season behind. I teach. During the school year, I can't watch the show. Okay. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. so, um, I, so I am a season behind. So I want to say, is that made it, was that more difficult? Are you, I said reflecting in the show and you think of the third season of having to tell these people you've got <laughs> inflated expectations. Right. Well, I think it's something that's happening just in life in general. I mean, since the show has started, um, a lot of my colleagues have been coming out and telling me, they're like, you know, I used to be able to buy Hot Wheels for, you know, five bucks or six bucks each. Now everyone saw a Toy Hunter. They think they're worth like 20 or 30. And I think really education is very, very important on the show, and you've got to try to really explain to people why something is worth what it is and why it will not sell for what they think it might sell. And, and that's really the tricky slope. Um, the real difference between season one and season two is season two we started looking for like more, you know, rare toys and, and really, really interesting and, and, and new, you know, collectibles we hadn't gone to before. Yeah. So have you found anything that's like the rare? We have. Well, we have. We got to watch season two. We, we found great stuff. Well, I, mean, I, I did watch the, I saw the Gene Simmons. Which was fantastic. That, that, that Kiss band is a really tough band to find, too. Yeah. I mean, so the question I have, like, with someone with Gene Simmons is, was that, I mean, 
course, you approach it with great enthusiasm, but how much of that was, I was, how do I phrase this correctly? Uh, <laughs> you know, yeah. how much of that was Gene just kind of setting up for publicity to get a whole show of well, kiss toys? Because he's, he's very savvy about yeah, that kind he, of thing. He's extremely savvy. Gene is like this marketing wizard. Gene reached out to us and um, was looking for a toy, and he, he sort of put the notion in our head, like, well, maybe we can build an episode around this. And we ran with it because okay. he is a smart businessman. Oh, yeah. He's a great character for the show, and we really thought it would be a great show. Kiss is a toy line that we hadn't done. Kiss is pop culture. I mean, you can't really deny it. So we felt that it was a really good mix, you know, a really good fit for Toy Hunter. And we, we ran with it. We embraced it. I want to have him on the show again. Oh, he was a great episode. Yeah. Maybe, I, I almost felt like, oh, it's just going to have a sad ending. Like, you're not yeah. going to find the thing that he is. No, it worked out good. <laughs> um, so do, are you finding that? Are there, like, other celebrity toy hunters that are coming out, or, you know, toy collectors that are coming out and wanting to be on the show? Yeah, there is. There's a lot of there's a lot of um, celebs that have reached out to us. I can tell you without, you know, divulging too much, season three will be packed with more celebrities because that's something that we're finding that, like, a lot of, you know, big high-profile celebrities love what we do. They love toys. They love pop culture. So they're reaching out to us. And, you know, if they're going to be on the show, it's not so much as an opportunity to, like, market themselves. It's more like an opportunity just to show everyone that this really is a universal love. Everyone everyone loves toys, no matter how much money you're making or what job you're doing so, or whatever. So, you know, and you've been steeped in this, well, most of your adult life, professional yeah, career, Yeah, 25 definitely. years, yeah. Um, but now here, and you've got a show and everything, what do you think it is? I mean, you are making it cooler for people to admit they love these toys. But what is it about it, especially in, the, in our culture today? Why are so many people collecting toys? Collecting toys? I think we're becoming more forgiving right now of, um, you know, of the whole stigma. The, the nerd and the geek stigma is not as bad as it used to be. It's kind of really cool now. It's just because, you know what, there's so much stuff going on in the world today. And there's so much frustration and stress and everything, the toys just bring back a happier life. They bring back a happy memory. Um, some people tell me it's a stress reliever. They love to just hang out with a toy or think about when they were kids and everything. And I think more people are becoming receptive to that. I, I think they're realizing that, you know what, it, it's kind of cool. Toys are fun. Yeah, yeah. And now that in two seasons, have you found like a holy grail that you'd always look for that is that suddenly, you, you know, I, I just say, what toy have you found in the last two years? that excited you the most? I found some really rare Micronauts that I hadn't seen before. I was very, very excited. I like, I love Micronauts. I love Mego Corporation. No, Anything no, with Mego. Yeah. I mean, come on. Um, and, and I'm finding, like, stuff that I hadn't seen before. I found, last season, I found some Battlestar Galactica toys that I've been looking for my entire life. And I begged the gentleman to sell them to me, and he wouldn't. And I even offered them... I think I would offer them as much as like $6,000 for one toy. And uh, he says, no, I'm not going to sell it. And, and then I realized, you know what, this guy loves it as much as I do. I'm not going to like throw right. keep throwing money at the guy. And uh, it was good to see stuff because I hadn't seen it in so long. Right. So it's just like, it's, it's great. I love sharing that with people. Right. And, and, and I, we may have touched on it in the interview before, but... With Mego, because that's my favorite as oh well. Oh, my God, yeah. Is, and it's a great loss. Like, apparently, there's no actual full record of what they did, so it is kind of like you can discover that. Mm-hmm. Have you found something, maybe even considered being the guy that could write the book, that explains, you know, what they did? What right. Was. Have you found any Mego things that you did not know existed? I haven't as of yet. Looking forward to it, though. I, I mean, I'm always looking forward to finding new stuff. I haven't. 
Um, you know, the most thing I found is I found like some Mattel major Matt Mason toys that were never produced, only photographed oh. in the catalog. Oh, that's pretty cool. And I found that from some guy coming up to me in Anaheim at WonderCon. He was a producer, actually, on a TV show. And he said, look, I'm a producer in L.A. I'm a huge Matt Mason collector. I found this. Tell me what it is. And we found out that it was actually a prototype that was that was photographed in the Mattel catalog but was never produced. And he had one. I thought it was great. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So that stuff's cool to me. That stuff excites me. Yeah. It excites me to hear that. And that's another line that yeah. you know a lot of people don't know about Major Matt Mason today, right. which is odd. I mean, Tom Hanks has been attached to making a film adaptation of it for a long time, yeah. but it seems lost. That's you still know? happening? I, mean, I don't know. I, I doubt that it is. Yeah. I doubt that it is, but I remember it was mentioned it as, cool. a, as a CG film. But when I talk about that to a lot of, especially younger people, it's a blink, 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 because it really was kind of a uh, toy that's blinked and it's gone, Right. and nobody has revived it in a way that, like, Mego style has come back. Yes, yes. Because Mattel does the superheroes, the eight-inch line. Yep like that, why not the Major Matt Mason? I don't know, you know, it, it's funny, it's like, Matt Mason is like, one. Of, might be one of those franchises that just came and gone and maybe the time is done with it, you know, it's it's funny, with every everyone talking about the Lone Ranger and rebooting the Lone Ranger yeah. and everything, and it, it, was, it was so horrible, I mean, I, I didn't... I know, I've already I, got on record with that, so it's okay. <laughs> it, it, it wasn't very, very good film, I think they could have done a lot more, but you got to look back at also the brand. I mean, you had to ask yourself, is the Lone Ranger brand still viable today? Right. Is the whole theory of, you know, a man in the West on a horse with an Indian sidekick still relatable to a lot of people? And I think that's where you might be going with the Matt Mason concept as well. You would probably have to update it a lot. But still, those Johnny Marks figures are awesome, too. They're very, very I'd love cool. to find a Gabriel Lone Ranger figure yeah, I, you know, yeah. from way back when. I oh, haven't yeah. seen those in... Forever, I haven't so. seen him in a long, I haven't seen him in a long time either. Yeah. Even the three and three quarter inch ones are cool too. Yeah. So do do any toy companies now like consult with you? Like you know, I mean, for one, Captain Action, a classic. Yep. Is coming back. Are you? Do well, you Captain think? Action is uh, Ed Cato. Yeah. And Ed. Oh, that's right. You do know Ed. Ed lives in my town. That. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So it's funny. Like. I gotta find their booth because I want to see what they've ab- got coming. It's absolutely. Well, you know what? When you see Ed, please tell him I'm looking for him, and and I I want I'm gonna try and stop I by and find him. I think I might have bumped into him yesterday, and I wasn't sure. I mean, Ed literally is great. Ed is great because literally, I mean, on, you know? we do live in the same town together, and and I I just we never really see each other. But he lives in New Jersey. I live in New Jersey. Um, you know, it, it's it's fantastic. And I kept talking. I forgot your question. I'm sorry. No, that was it. Was it they consult? Yeah, are they, they are. You know, I do because... consult with Mattel. I do consult with with, do, with um, Gentle Giant. I do work with Comic Images, which is a plush company, and mm-hmm. they do licenses. They're a fantastic company. Uh, so I do consulting in the real world as well. And I hope to bring that into Toy Hunter so people can see what I do as well in the That'd real be world, interesting, interesting which would be that. neat that I do work on real real stuff. Too. And you mentioned that you get email, so since I do, because of the interview that yeah. <laughs> I've actually tried to reach out on Facebook, and it's like, I know you must be into it. Is there I'll a place where people can contact you? Yeah. Uh, because they write into me and they okay. say I've, I've, I've gotten pictures. They send photos and they go. Oh, it's awesome! And they say like you know, is it I, what is this? Is, yeah. I've got this Dorothy or I've got this, and what do you think? And so um, I want to be able to do sure. due diligence to these people and yeah. say yes, here's where it is. So where would they contact? People you? can contact me at sales at hollywoodheroes.com, and that's that's okay. me. We'll get it. And then you'll get it. Okay, yep. great. All right. Well, how excited are you about comic? What's the thing you're looking forward to here? I gotta tell you, I'm looking for. I want to get over to the Super Seven booth, and I want to pick up my Alien Early Bird kit because I called Frank from Super Seven a couple weeks ago. I'm like, dude, you have to save me a couple, and he's like, I'll put them aside for you. So I gotta go. I have to pay him. 
give my money, and grab my early bird kits and everything. That's really what I'm excited about because I love the Kenner Alien line. It never came out. No, I mean that's what you're talking. Okay, that's the what I'm talking Kenner about. The, the Kenner Alien, that Super Seven is reintroducing from their reaction line. They're reintroducing all the vintage Kenner Alien action figures that were never done, and that's really what I'm excited about. I, I can understand that excitement. And I love being here at Mattel. Mattel's been so wonderful to us and the entire show all all season. I'm, I'm really great. happy. And I, I gotta say officially, yeah, and I've got all the Mattel toys I wanted from this one, so I'm happy too. Perfect. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so great. Thank you so much for sitting down. Thank you. Thank you. At the 12-minute minus 5-minute mark, and we are go to start again. Major Matt Mason, launch. <laughs> you wish. Okay. Uh, I'm still holding out for the Johnny Marks revival. So, uh, yeah, so should we talk about this week's comics? You've got a stack. I, I do have a, a stack. Should we go through them? We can, we can just, like, go through them one at a time. We've got the uh, Superior Spider-Man team up, number one. Which should be interesting. Yeah. Ooh. I can't tell from the cover who's in it, though. Can you? Iron Man. It's like the Avengers. Well, the cover just probably has everybody on it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like all the Avengers. Is it cl- Was that Cloak, Cloak and, and Dagger? Dagger? Yeah. Yeah, it's just it like... Tarantula? It's, Captain it's him and everybody. There's, There's yeah. Hyperion. There's something interesting about... It's the Avengers. And it ends with the Jackal. Of course. Spoiler, Spoiler alert. alert. Oh, you okay. mean it's the it's Doc Ock's clone saga? Yes. Which would be just awesome. So uh, next up we have Age of Ultron Hunger. Uh, Aftermath Hunger. Yeah, well, because Galactus is now in the Ultimate Universe. That'll be written by Joshua Hale Fialkov. That's right. Actually, right. this is this is Age of Ultron. This is a standard universe. It looks like it's standard universe, but the the uh, dialogue inside is ultimate dialogue. Really? Yeah, yeah so lowercase. There's uh, there's a lot of um, rumor coming out of Comic-Con about this, which they were very coy about, Marvel was, that uh, Miles Morales, uh, that they may be bringing the Ultimate Universe to a complete close after this, after mm. Hunger, and Miles Morales, though being still fairly popular, may find his way to Earth-616. I hope so. Interesting. I, fa- he's only fairly popular? Well, I mean, out of the Ultimate line, he's, I think... The Ultimate, only Ultimate, one that is popular in Ultimate Ultimate Spider-Man. Is, yeah, the X-Men's yes. gotten pretty weak lately. I, I still like the um, the Ultimates. The, the, I, that, that book still carries for me, along with the, the mm-hmm. tight... In, in, mm-hmm. the, the, the S.H.I.E.L.D. incorporation in the Ultimates is much more like the movies are, or the movie is. Yeah. Well, well, as we say, movies, because we know where we're headed. So, yeah. Yep. But... That was on purpose, but then that's why we're also seeing a lot more. I think um, there's going to be you know a, a main Marvel now Avengers book that is going to look like the movie for that reason, you know. Right. And and so the Marvel mainstream Marvel universe is getting more ultimatized, if you will, <laughs> as best it can be without well, violating. Avengers what was- Assemble started out to be the mo- the movie book, and yeah. now it's just got incorporated as another sideline Avengers title. Yeah. Yeah. So it lost a little momentum. It happens. Yeah. So what else you got there? Rocketeer uh, and Spirit. I yeah. just noticed the Pulp Friction. I just noticed the Pulp Friction. Isn't that the porn Pulp Fiction? I'm ninety nine percent sure. <laughs> Moving right along. Um, I'll there, give you a little tip. There's Betty as Page a, as a newly married man. No, you don't know that. No, no, you no have I'm no sure idea. No, you <laughs> no idea. You heard uh, it from a friend. Uh, yeah. I did hear it from and a that, friend. That'd be I've long, never seen it. And that'd be Lon Lopez. Uh, so, yes. That no, cover I is awesome. And then we got oh, did Superman, you? Oh, Batman. Wow, you are the, the perfect woman. Batman, Superman. Or another Jay Lee uh, beautiful cover. Yeah, how's the insides? Because remember, last issue, Jay Lee did only... Jay Lee's the only one credited on this book. Okay. 
It's looking like uh, Jaylee up until all the way through. Wow, that's excellent. Yeah. That is excellent. So I'm looking forward to that. Let's hear this oh, up yeah. so I can stop oh, by the nice, comic nice final. That's oh, Jaylee spoiler alert. Ooh, nice final page there. That's a spoiler. Great. Cute girl in a skirt. Green team number three. Green team with uh, with uh, that guy. Um, Deathstroke. Deathstroke. I'm disappointed in green team. Yeah. I, I thought that the second issue was a little bit fragmented. They, I didn't. I wanted no, to see that. I'll, I'll say why I'm actually disappointed because there's, a, I think, a different reason. It's not the fragmentation. Okay. Um, you accidentally spoiled for me last last month the Brother Power, the Geek thing because you called it a first issue appearance and it was in the in the second issue. It was in the second issue. But the thing I realized that is bothering me about the Green Team is they're too old. What made Joe uh, Simon's original concept was they were twelve year olds. This year -olds, was a kid's. Yeah. Like power fantasy, pack. and these yeah. are twenty somethings. Yes, very clearly, and so I thought, oh, cool, to bring back the green team, that'd be fun to show my my son. And then when the second issue, you find that one of them's cheating on one another with another, um, yeah, because yeah. one of the characters who was a boy in the first version of the green team is now a starlet like Miley Cyrus or Britney Spears, right? Uh, with more because she's a movie starlet, so more crossover appeal. It's it changes the tone of the of the book, and and yet. That seemed pretty arbitrary. Like you could have still done it, like a like a DC Comics Disney sitcom. Sure, millionaire kid superheroes. I, I think they had to figure out where they gonna where they gonna sell enough of that at that Target or not. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But uh, are they selling enough of that? You know, I mean, <laughs> I'm betting six issues issues and out. Okay, enough for a trade. All right, it. let's uh, let's let's put that on, on the on the board. On the board. Six <laughs> issues and out. Six for issues green and out. There, the bet's been made. Let's there see what go. happens. Then the next one we got a one shot from Joseph Michael Linzer, um, Don. I've the been wondering Swordmaster's daughter and other stories. I've been wondering what was happening to Joseph Michael Linzer. See him? At, uh, he's been at the last couple of. Uh, oh no, big he's always on, he's got a he's got Good a old table. JML. Yeah. He had a table over in the artist's alley area. Um, he was next to Madefire. Um, so yeah, his for, stuff, uh, he hasn't lost anything. His stuff just looks like classic, uh, yeah, classic JML. Yeah. Classic JML. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So Wolverine and the X-Men, are you reading that? I am. This is the, uh, Hellfire Saga part three of five, which I'm banking until all five issues come out. So I haven't read any of this. Okay. So but Wolverine and the X-Men was actually a pretty, for being, I really have been disliking all the teen character books like the Young Avengers and the... Really, you know, I love Young Avengers. It I, I, uh, doesn't do it for me. But this one has had, it's Wolverine with a bunch of students for the most part. Like the last animated series they had. Yeah, and so this one is... Which I believe was also called Wolverine and the X-Men. Yes. So. so this one has been uh, pretty good. Well, well illustrated. And then you got... Uh, Wolverine and the Wolverine? Yeah, the Paul Cornell... Uh, um, written, kind of confusing book, but uh, I had a okay. Twitter exchange with Paul, and he said, "Yeah, the characters in are just confused as confused." You'll as, find out as to what's, what's going on when, right, right. Them, when all of them do. Look at the cover of that book. Who's that right in the middle? Uh, that would be the Sentry. This is the Uncanny oh. Avengers with uh, some dead guys on the cover. My I, guess is that that's all fake because they look like they're ghosts or something. I don't know what's I, happening in this book right no, now. No, I'm, I'm, I'm very scattered by Uncanny Avengers yeah. uh, to the point that I'm not sure I'm caught up. So I'm not, I haven't even read the first one yet. No, I know I'm caught up. I liked <laughs> the first one. The first, the first arc was, I thought, pretty good. Um, 
And then we have, uh, it looks like the beginning of World War X and the Ultimate Comics X-Men, which has been kind of a weak book. They've, they've taken the X-Men and they put him into a uh, into concentration, a concentration camp, camp in the like Southwest. Like Days of Future Past? Um, not really, because they're not supposedly persecuted there. They have their own like little reservation, and they... They had a, a storyline where they'd come up with this this seed that could grow anywhere, and they gave it back to humanity as a as a as a as a gift, you know, to try uh-huh. and say we're we're on your side. But then it went. Then humanity reacted by saying this is this is destroying the agricultural uh, business because you know food products are going down and you know, in, in costs and so it was it was kind of a it was a weird weirdly. Um, interesting story that had very little to do with the X-Men. It was more of a science fiction story. I'm really it? okay with that, though. I mean, yeah. they give me something, at least as it was well written. Yeah, but you've still you got the it. whole Ultimates and Cap. Captain America yeah, okay. is kind of a douche in this one because he's the president who put them on the reservation because he wanted to get them Can out. Can we say that word? Yeah, Captain America's kind of a douche. In, in that Are we issue. not allowed to say douche? I don't know. I think so. I, I'm, I'm giving, I, I can't I tell. heard Obama say it. It's all right. What? Did he? He I don't said, remember that. <laughs> I won't say who he said he was the douche, um, but he can't uh, run the Congress. For, no. Um, he said Ryan Braun. That guy's a douche. He, I don't know if he said that or not. So we got uh, <laughs> Superman uh, number 22, Hive Mentality. Looks like they're bringing... More of that Scott Lobdell thing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Superior I, Spider-Man. I do that right. Yeah, yeah. Scarlet Spider. Well, uh, I didn't know that existed. You know, Scarlet Red, Spider? Yeah. Oh, it exists. It's oh, yeah. uh, Kane is the Scarlet Spider. Okay. Now. Yeah. Um, Red Hood and the Outlaws, which oddly enough is lasted twenty two issues, and it's <laughs> and I think my bet was six <laughs> issues an hour. Yeah. Um, but it's been it's actually been pretty good. I did catch that they did a nice retcon on Starfire, and they said like she was lying about being a total. And it's like they what? lie. I know that was so pathetic. What a pathetic out. Oh yeah, she was lying about being a, a beach bunny with no with no, no memory no memory of who word. she slept with. Uh, Prelude to Infinity, New Avengers, which is yeah, you know, it's like no, Prelude to Infinity. I think you're, I think you're, I, no, I think you're, you're um, misreading that cover. It's Prelude to Prelude to Prelude to Infinity, <laughs> perhaps. Uh, and not the postscript. It's it's Prelude to Infinity, New Avengers, Inhumans. <laughs> oh, okay. Because we got uh, the New Avengers, of course, are the. Uh, well, I still suspect the Illuminati reborn. We've, we've got to go. We've got to go crossover here. I, I, I. Or transmedia here. I suspect, I suspect that they really want to make a major push on the Inhumans because they're still trying to develop that as either a television series or as a viable next thing to go cosmic. Once you've got Guardians of the Galaxy out there, yeah. that's right. Because if Ultron is going to be in the Avengers two, then clearly Thanos is going to have to be the Guardians of the Galaxy bad guy. I get to say this: James Gunn did sort of—I I wouldn't say it was a spoiler or or a, like a big secret—but he did let slip. It was the first time I'd heard somebody explicitly say it in the press room. Somebody asked what uh, what the Guardians of the Galaxy had in common with the Avengers, and he said Thanos. Two minutes at the end of the of the Avengers. Oh, interesting. That's the connection. Well, I Joss Whedon and said uh, Thanos, and then said Thanos. And it was like, and, and I don't feel like that was a huge revelation. Yeah. But it was the first time that somebody had said, because still no one knows who's playing Thanos. Right, but nobody, uh, the, there is not a strong Thanos character in any of the movies yet. According to Joss, he's kind of in the background. He's like the manipulator of things that are happening in other movies. Well, it was, yeah, it was it was clear that, uh, so Nebula, right, Karen Gillan right. and 
Gamora, right? Uh, Zoe Saldana. Um, no one in the room picked up. They like you know someone asked like what was the most interesting part of what's the quirkiest thing about your character and Karen Gillan. By the way, a bald Karen Gillan. Uh, she was shaved. She shaved her head. head. Wow. In the in the how does she look? Um, I haven't seen any pictures. Still pretty hot. Um, no, I because I, I haven't processed through Saturday's photos yet. Okay. So um, she uh, she said what I like what I like about I can't even do her Scottish accent. What I, what she liked about her about Nebula was her twisted relationship with with Gamora, and so of course it's like well they're half sisters because they're both children of Thanos, and so but nobody in the press room seemed to be piecing together. Because, because I was, you were the only Zorlac. I was there. the only Zorlac. Though the wired guy, <laughs> if he had known, if he'd had the Zorlac word at his fingertips, he would have called me one. Because we were looking at like castless from someone from Captain America, uh, and he said like, "Who's that character?" And I said, "Oh, that's Crossbones." Oh, well, you really know your stuff, huh? <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm here. <laughs> Not just some douche. <laughs> have you been reading uh, Thanos Rising? No. So yes. I'll get the trade. So the, the, the interesting about Thanos Rising is that one of the when he's we all know that we all knew that that girl from his school was going to be death. Right. Right. And we in, knew that in courting death, uh, Thanos was for years a space pirate who went from planet to planet and basically left behind women with his children. Right. And then death set forth that he must go back and kill all of his children on all these planets. So he then he then had this long. Did you say they were? Wait, did you just imply that Thanos and Death were school chums? Yes. Yeah. They were like childhood sweethearts. Yes. Yes. No. Well, like how awkward? What he was? What class did they meet in? Uh, Science class. Biology. (laughs) Biology. (laughs) Yeah. He was like a nerdy outsider who was super smart and figured all this stuff out before all the other kids. But he looked like he looks, and everybody else looked like. Whatever normal aliens look like, right? He's and immune. this girl was the only one that accepted him and kept getting him to do stuff. And, and she just happened to be death. But you, you find, find out, out later that, that he's the only one who can see her. It's like an oh, M Night okay. Shyamalan moment where he's going. He oh. sees all these flashbacks where he's okay. Saying, by the way, now I resent that you go there. We'll call it a Twilight Zone moment. Will we? <laughs> okay, we're not that kind of podcast. But they had read in all the scenes. We're not going to pander to people with memories of only fifteen years. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. So next up, next up, Journey into Mystery, uh, continuing the uh, the Sif storyline. Dark Horse presents, which is uh, just like a huge book full of good stuff. Long it's a little good. expensive. It's eight bucks, but man, that is. But a if it's full big of, book. it was like sixty four pages. Good. Stories, yeah. Trekker is back in this one. I'm that's, that's a blast. What other stories are being continued from previous issues? Yeah, all right. Danger great. Girl, Danger Girl Trinity. This is uh, issue four. Yeah, yeah. And of course, Captain America. Captain which, America, which is starting to wrap up the whole Baron Zemo, or not Baron Zemo, um, uh, Baron Mordo. Mor- no, no, the no, guy with his face in his it's, chest. Uh, Arnim Zola. Arnim Zola. Zola yes. in the alternate, in the other dimension. Thank you, Nate. <laughs> where he's that's twice we've jinxed. It's been apparently years and years that he's been in this alternate dimension, which is going to have some kind of explanation. Yeah, when they, I, 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 the how buzz? many years and years? Because wasn't Arnim Zola in Ed Brubaker's run? Well, he's had a child that he's been grooming as a uh, as a son who's grown up. With Barnum him. Zola. Uh, I can't no. remember the name of the kid. You're not Barnum? reading this one, are you? 
I am, but I'm. You are. I haven't even read number one yet. Okay, but I will say that uh, in the many conversations I had over Comic Con, like, what are you reading? What are you reading? You know, it was uh, this came up as one uh, that really should be read. No, oh, it's a really, really good book. enjoying it. It's it's uh, so it's it's nice. Even if they encapsulated and said that never really happened, it'd still be a good story. But I I suspect there's well, none of it really, really happened. happened. Yes, thank you, thank you, Grant Morrison. <laughs> Oh. oh, I'm sorry. All right. Yeah, all right. And None then, of it really happened? One of the books that just keeps on giving is this Jonah Hex All-Star Western. Um, though He's back in Gotham at Arkham Asylum. I really got to get those trades. Yep. Um, and that's my stack for the Yeah, that's your stack. I haven't even picked mine new, up yet. Let's look at Rick's stack. Kind of no, but I guess let's last week. Let's look at Rick's stack. Last week, one that I think you and I both read, we can talk about because, like, the one comic book from last week that I've had a chance to read was Batman '66. Indeed, number one. So, um, the flashback by Jeff Parker, who was the guy who originated X Men First Class and uh, Agents of Atlas over at Marvel. Agents of Atlas was good. Well, he's a re- he's a writer who has a re- really good grasp on making it feel nostalgic but not old. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Because I really think I enjoyed Batman '66, and I my question was like, if somebody has doesn't really get what's going on, like from the TV show, would this still work? I'm like, yeah, this is just a weird take on Batman. It's no, it's no stranger than a lot of other books, and and if you had watched the original series, you just kind of go, how charming they captured so much from that original series. They did, they especially did. especially things like. Um, Bruce and Dick, when they're just in their civilian identities at a at a park or something yeah. other, and, and the, the dialogue's perfect, their posture is perfect, and, and yes, and Cat Catwoman was perfect. I get it. Yeah, she was. The, the Riddler was the villain. <laughs> the Riddler but, was the villain, but Catwoman was in it. But, she teamed up with Batman. I know, but the thing I love that you wouldn't have done in the '60s was that Batman has a 3D printer, and yeah, but which he he has designed, which he hopes someday. Maybe we'll of catch gr- on. Yeah, maybe of greater use to mankind than fighting crime. <laughs> One day, people at work will print out guns. Because so I'm, yeah, for because fun. because I would bet that your local police department is going. If only we had a 3D printer with <laughs> which to fight crime. <laughs> I'll make an amulet for my fiance. Yes. Someday in the future, there will be a company called Apple. So, and they'll have 3D printers where all their employees will just print out 3D things and not really work. <laughs> yes, so uh, I thought that was a really good book. So, um, I, oh, the, ar- the art was it was wonderful. The what pacing, was the what was the cover price on that? Uh, I don't remember. I, I suspect it was three ninety nine because it, okay. it was a pretty long long story. Okay, I, I'm curious because I I bought the the one with the action figures on the cover for ten. So. Oh. <laughs> Just because I wanted that cover, you wanted that cover. So I don't know what it really cost. Uh, you special just guest. S- Tiffany Costa reads one title. What is it and how far behind are you? Ooh. Walking Dead and very, very far behind. <laughs> I'm Issue. there with you. Nate, did you see the special photo display I put up for you? On, yes, on I did. The, uh, yes. the Walking Dead experience photos that yes. you put up, I did. And my name is right at the beginning of your little blurb. Nice. Yeah, I almost uh, I almost went in. Almost went in. Oh. Uh, it's a big I, step. I, I, 
Well, I got closer than I've ever gotten before. <laughs> then he turned around and went right back into Dan Vado's booth. Uh, Votto. Votto. Uh, no, I did not. Because Dan Votto's booth was on the other side of the convention. That's as close as you got. And if you've been on the floor, there's no way you can run to somebody else's booth on the other side of the convention hall. <laughs> oh, the one that I, uh, that's right. The, you were talking about the, the booth on the floor, not the not the Not the experience, outside, experience no. outside. I don't know. The Petco thing? I, I couldn't track that down. I really honestly don't know where that was. Did you go near Petco? I think it was in the same place. I it think was it was. To be. My hotel sharing. was right next to right next to Petco. It was uh, Were nerd. you at the Omni? I was at the Marriott. And the Nerd oh. HQ. Yeah, I thought they were sharing Petco. They might have been sharing, but I didn't go in. Uh, this is one of those, if we're going to jump to the Comic-Con experience, this thing was so damn sprawling and so damn busy. And because I did have, you know, I was in the mornings trying to, Post articles and, right. and, and get things going. And you did a wonderful job. I don't think there's ever been that much coverage of Comic-Con. And there will be much, much more. Yeah. I mean, I've got plenty of things where I went, oh, I've got enough pictures that could be on its on its own. But um, I'll be trying to work through that you know, for the next few days. But, uh, but it was just so sprawling. And even to the point that on Sunday... I went. I walked around Petco Park. I'd never actually done it because on the other side was an ATM that wouldn't charge me. Oh, uh, nice. <laughs> you know, so you just had to get by the zombies. No, no, oh. it was fine. I yeah. I think I might have kicked a couple, uh, but uh, and I don't think those zombies. I think those were people confused across the street from the Hall H line trying to get uh, in there. Like I want to see Game of Thrones, um, which I think was actually Friday. It's Ballroom Twenty. It was Game of Thrones. Was Ballroom no, Twenty? No, 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 they no, they put it. They put it Hall H. No, Sunday was the 50th anniversary Doctor Who panel. Oh, and so the line for that was when I was leaving the Marvel movie press conference on Saturday night. That was already out to uh, behind the convention center, uh, waiting for Doctor Who. So out I'm the saying door it was under it, the under the canopies. Well, they have the canopies, and then it was sprawl. It was already spreading oh out God. behind. I'm talking behind. It oh was God. crazy this year. How many people do you think in the canopy area? I was trying to estimate how many people could fit in the canopy area. I think it's probably around 5,000. Could be. I mean, you know, it's just people are, were going to be out of luck. Comic-Con does have to find a better solution. Yeah. I don't know what it is. I'm not saying I have a better solution. I understand that every year it gets crazier and they can only respond to the crazy, you know, from a year before. Yeah. I just don't know what the answer is, but it's crazy. But the, but what happened on Sunday when I went over the other side of Petco Park, there was another parking lot full of Comic-Con stuff that I had no idea existed. It was on the other side of the walking bridge that goes over yeah, right, right. Harbor, you know, so Oh, way down there? Yeah. Oh, yeah. There was an adult. Yeah, that's the one. The Smurfs 2. That, that takes you to the far side of Petco, right? Yes. yes. So bridge. there was a giant inflatable Smurf. There was a Smurf Village inflated there. There was an Adult Swim. The Adult Swim Fun House was actually over there, and I oh, had no idea. I'd were there food trucks there. this year? There were food trucks. There were food trucks there last year. Carl's they Jr. Had, uh, Saturday night, if you were dressed as a mutant, you could have gotten free food at Carl's Jr. Nice. Uh, they had Jack in the Box last year. Uh, they had mostly locals this time. I had a Sweener. They had Sweeners, a Swiss Wiener. Yeah, yeah, they had that last year. They had Django Unchained last year, and right across from that parking lot is where the zombie, the Walking Dead. Thing oh, okay, was. okay. Right. So I didn't know that. So I, but uh, they had the Silver Samurai armor from the Wolverine. Awesome, uh, just on display there. Yeah, well, that was all down there. Was just in the middle of the parking lot. Wow, yeah. wow. And then Kia had set up, and all the cars that they've done for the Justice League 
were there. So the oh, full, okay. So and then and I then, just figured that was going to be where the Batman cars were. Right. Last that's year. what I thought too. No, where the Batmobiles were last year were the giant inflatable Teen, Teen Titans. Titans, and then the Hobbit hole made of Legos, the life-size Hobbit hole huh. of Legos, and then some. Could you walk through it? Uh, no, I couldn't get in, but it was. Uh, I mean, but, but could people walk through it? Uh, no, no, it was. It was just a small little thing of the actual Lego so set. So it's not life size. It was a life size version of the set, which is not uh, of the Lego set, not of the actual Hobbit hole as it okay. appears in the film. So I showed that photo to my son because my son, I gave him that set for his birthday, and I said, and I, so I knew, that was the one Hobbit Lego set I knew. And I said, well, there it is. It's, it's really cool. Um, so that's that. That's what that that, wow. that was, and then and then yeah. So they had all the cars. That is and then, that's like a quarter of a mile down the road. And the from Heroes for Hope, or, or We Can Be Heroes, the African Relief uh, Charity. All the artwork from last year that has now gone through the tour was now available on sale there with the cars. So then oh. they had an eBay listing, and you could bid on the car you wanted or the painting okay. that was there. Okay. So um, it was kind of. I mean, just stumbled in. There was something for the Mad Max video game, which I didn't know was coming. And I, at that point, I was like, no, I had an appointment. But I was still just kind of stumbling around this thing going, well, I, I had no idea this was over here. Wow. Uh, but they were giving away five-hour energy. So, again, bless oh, them. Nice. That made me – that. I think that's why I'm here today alive. <laughs> were the uh, tamale carts over there this year? I didn't see them on Sunday. Maybe there were on Saturday. A lot of people didn't Good bother tamales. with Sunday. A lot of people didn't bother with Sunday. A lot of things were, were you know, packing nice. up. That's nice. That's always Because nice. the other thing that I thought was interesting was that, like, even on Wednesday night, a lot of the installations in, in storefronts weren't ready. Really? So they were putting, like, the um, one bar became the Bates Motel, and they right. had to sign up on Wednesday, and that's all they had. Okay. Um, the King of the Nerds had a cereal bar, so it was ready for... Are they doing another season of that? Uh, I... I would guess that's the implication. Yeah. I didn't stop and get the cereal, but they were open. They were giving away free cereal from 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. The Hard Rock Hotel had the Spider-Man installation on Wednesday. And they were the, open on Wednesday or not? Or? It, well, there wasn't much of an installation. The The Electro thing didn't show up till Thursday night. Ah, okay. And then uh, the Sentinel didn't show up till Friday. Okay. So, so they staged it. You know, so those, those, these things were built up. But they did have the giant... Uh, you know, decals on the building of, of Electro and Spider-Man and the Smurfs and Cloudy with a chance of meatballs, too. So, ooh. Are you looking forward to that? Yeah. I All liked right. one. I haven't seen one yet. So one was fun. It was fun, yeah. And I then, saw it on the IMAX. <laughs> and then, uh, I remember you. I do remember you doing that and telling us all we should go. Uh, you uh, Then last year, uh, NBC had taken over the Tin f- Shack, the Tin Fish, whatever the, the, the little... Fish and Chips place uh, by the Omni. Uh, they had taken over that. and Oh, yeah, yeah. The one that's outside. Mm-hmm. But So last year was Grimm. This year was Dracula that for their new show. Uh, there was a, a tea shop from Grimm. Is that the one we, we always we went out to eat? A yeah, big crowd. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, very yeah. crowded, very crowded. And they uh, always dress the uh, the serving uh, clientele, uh, serving people up in this year. No, or, yeah, no. yeah, another. And then uh, red, red, the the blacklist, the new thing for Monday night. The yeah, red Reddington with um, uh, James Spader. Yeah, so it's kind of an interesting Schroeder. little installation. I'd never seen one of those where uh, it was a projection mapping. So they had a glass outline of him, and then they shot. They projected a video onto it, so he's talking to you. Oh, so it's a frosted piece of glass and yeah. they're projecting onto it. Yeah. Cool. So 
interesting to see the technology used I'd never had. So yeah. the best thing, and I will be running photos from it, that I, I saw was the Godzilla experience. I saw some footage I from that. I heard on, what was it? That Spike, Spike TV. Spike TV thing. did yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That was amazing. So you could download an app that was a Geiger counter and walk around downtown, and if your radiation levels, you know, so the Geiger counter would say your radiation levels are spiking the closer you get to the Godzilla Museum. Oh. And so, which cool. turned out to be a block away from my hotel. But <laughs> so I was like, on the other side, I'm like, I, I was over by Geek and Sundry, and I turned it on and went, oh, okay, so this direction. And then I, I said, I went back to the hotel, dropped some stuff off, and then came back down, and it's like, oh, oh, I'll bet it's over here where nobody goes. Oh, it is, you know, so a block away. And, uh, but on the first floor, it's a, it was a two-story building, but it was, it, I, I would be very surprised, or I should say, I'd be very disappointed if it doesn't get a permanent installation at some park somewhere, like really? Universal Studios, because it was that good. It was the best thing I've ever seen at a Comic-Con. Wow. Um, as far as a movie promo Now, the thing. footage that we saw on Spike TV looked like the building actually shook and stuff. Yes. Wow. So you go in. I wasn't sure if that was actually happening or they were shaking the cameras. No, the no. So it. you have the app, and the app, one, one thing's the Geiger counter, then you go to another thing, and there's a camera. So they have a museum of the original costume is behind uh, Chicken Wire and, like, a busted car, like Godzilla had thrown something. So, the you know, the original man in suits there. There are displays of different Godzilla movies and um, DVDs, like there's a video store. Did they leave the well, late 90s, early 2000s one out of they, it? They left the American one out, yes. Okay, good. So, um, but around there were signs in Japanese with the Legendary Studios uh, symbol on it. And if you held up your camera, your phone to that, it would translate the signs. So it gave the history to... You know, like, say, first he's the destroyer, then he's our protector, then he's this, and blah, blah. So, and then you go, and there was a thing, a display of the manga, of all the different gods in the manga. And in the middle of that was a, was a little sushi counter with a Japanese gentleman reading the paper. Like, he's, like, you're just there in Tokyo. <laughs> yeah. And then suddenly alarms go off, and these government guys in hazmat suits, or like from the Japanese movies, but just the hard hat helmets, not the has full hazmat suits, but right, right. uniforms are going, I'm sorry, radioactive, uh, we've got high spiking of radioactive levels. You gotta, we got to evacuate you. We've got to evacuate. And they say, so come, we'll, right now we're going to stow you in the control center until we know what's going on. So you go into the control center, and there's all these video screens. and say, okay, we got to see. Uh, could people flip some buttons here and check it out? And um, they're, they're like, there's some huge thing coming from Tokyo, from Japan, over to San Diego. We were tracking it through the Pacific, and uh, we don't know what the hell this is. Help us, help us. And then the video goes on, and it's like, uh, okay, no, we, you know, this building's in danger. We've got a helicopter on the roof. We're going to take you up. And so you get into an elevator, and the elevator, you know, of course, it was a two-story building, but the elevator's going up. 27 floors um, and it shakes and breaks and then a panel comes down and you can see that like something is damaged up above and so you're and then they take you out into an office and it's all dark and it's night and it's rain and the windows are and it's raining and San Diego has been trashed wow and like so don't move don't make a sound you know it don't and then oh, so it's, it's projected outside of yes. the building and oh, so your cool. first glimpse of Godzilla is you know, just the tail goes by, and then you hear the crying, and it's shaking because every footfall, boom, everything's shaking, and then, and then it comes and it breathes on the on the 
window and roars and then goes away. And they go, great. Thank you. And We're here's safe. your poster. Yeah, you know. <laughs> and the lights turn on. But it was a, the lights turn on. But I thought, no, that's like a Universal Studios tour. I would sure. I would go yeah. do that. And I'd never seen anybody do. Maybe somebody else has done an installation that complex, but I haven't seen it. Yeah. And that was one. It's like I hope they're touring with that, so that people could see that. I, you know, I don't know. It was just it was just really, really, really fun. And so I yeah, that that's the best thing I've ever cool. bothered to see. So. So we're at uh, 311 right now. Okay. At 325, I have to go feed the meter. Okay. Uh, what I'm just I'm we're not vamping right now. I'll cut this out later. What else you want to? What do you want to check? What movie things, TV things out of there? Any questions? Uh, Any? True Blood's awesome. Uh, True Blood's <laughs> really really just taking the taking it up another notch this season. Have you been watching it all? I, I yeah, I'm just a couple weeks behind. Okay. So. Um. um I don't know. Is there any anything else we could, or we just find a, find a wrap up for this and make it a little shorter? Uh, we got a forty. We're about forty minutes in. That's right not now. bad. Okay, that's not bad. So, let's see, is there anything else we should be talking about? Anything coming up that we? Well, the Wolverine, Wolverine. opens uh, this weekend, but none of us got to see it, so yeah. don't know. We'll see how that goes. Uh, Hopefully, it's not terrible like the first one. Uh, I hope not. I hope I, I agree. Uh, I did uh, go ahead and pre-order at Comic-Con. They had, I, I took the gamble um, that they had the uh, Blu-ray sets that came in a Wolverine claw case. Awesome. Nice. So I thought, even if I really don't like Origins Wolverine, yeah. and I probably won't ever watch The Last Stand again. You'll have that case. <laughs> that case is awesome. So I had to do that. Worth it. I had to do that. So yeah. Oh, what about in uh, Marvel Infinity news? Anything else on that? Uh, Disney Infinity. Disney Infinity. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean we already talked well, about that. Marvel Infinity. Well, I can't say that. I, you know, my guess is we can't officially say anything because they Disney hasn't officially said anything. But again, as I put in the article, my bet is yeah we're going to have something Marvel by Christmas out of there. We're going to have something Star Wars within a year. Yeah. So um, yeah, that that that's good, and uh, you know I don't know else things I've get that we'll have front that I still have to process through. Still a lot of photos, a lot more cosplay. You you'd be very proud of me. I I worked very hard to get good cosplay. I'm did very you find proud any of you. saga cosplay? I did. It's up there. Some. Yeah, it's okay, up there. Cool. Yeah, I got a couple. I haven't had a chance to go through and, all and, your and, uh, galleries. She had, a, she had had the baby. Was too. it the same ones that Image posted? It may be. I don't know. I didn't see what was Image posted. Was it an Asian couple? Yes. Okay. Yes. It might be the same one. In the so I got I, I got a lot of cosplay. Uh, I got an interview. Sat down with Ross Ritchie, uh, a m- publisher, and uh, wait, no, uh, what did he was he calling himself? Crap. Anyway, uh, CEO of uh, of Boom, and so we talked a lot about uh, Two Guns and and uh, what uh, what's coming up for the for the publisher, and uh, what else do we have? Oh, I talked to Eric Shanauer after the Little Nemo announcement for IDW. So cool. we'll have that, and. I'll be taking out the best of the Marvel movie press conference quotes and trying to put something together for that. So those will all be press articles. Po- prose articles will have. Prose articles, website. yeah, yeah. I, because I, I think that the press conference, my audio is just a little too muffled to make it really good listening on the podcast. Okay. Otherwise, I'd say play it because they are funny. Um, and you do know. you think we'll ever get the video of you being uh, Billy Quizmaster? I'm at, working uh, on that. I have, okay. I have, the, I haven't looked at it, but I have video files. Lawn's out of town. I don't have time yet to relearn how, or to learn, like I learned before, <laughs> to learn how to use my video editing software that I have. So 
but we, we've well, been trying I've to got, put it together. I've got Premiere. I mean, well, so do I. That's okay. a, so I've got. I want. I need to actually okay. figure out how to. Uh, since I'm teaching it in the fall, you work on that. <laughs> so uh, I will edit that together and get that up there because uh, everything's allowed. So cool. that'll be cool. Um, next week, I will be down in Los Angeles, and we'll do the annual car cast because car gets very sad. Uh, when I say, no, I, you know. I know someone else that might be in L.A. that week. Who might be in L.A. that week? He's sitting right here Tiffany, where I'm might sitting. You be- <laughs> yes, we will be there. All right, so I'll give you If a- everything goes well, we'll be there. All right, so I'll give you a call, and maybe you can join me at the car cast. And, and hopefully uh, I'll have my car. For the with car one R. Cast. With one R, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so wow. I'll pick you up because I'm just going to be wandering around. So, um, and then uh, we'll be back uh, the week after that. Uh, oh, no, I'll be on vacation with my children. So uh, we'll figure it out. We'll figure but it out. But listen up. So if you're listening to this on iTunes, please subscribe, tell your friends, uh, give us a rating. We would love that. You can listen to us on the Stitcher app. Obviously, still tell your friends. Uh, and uh, <laughs> tell you your fi- friends. And you can find us at www.fanboyplanet.com. Actually, I was really pleased. Uh, one of the guys on the pro panel, I think it was Martin Pasco, in the middle of it says, "Like I didn't know I was here to shill for the Fanboy Planet podcast." It's like, nice. Wait a minute. How'd you even know? So that uh, was pretty good. Uh, a nice moment. And uh, and then of course, uh, if you know, San Diego wasn't cheap, people. So if you'd like to donate <laughs> on the PayPal. We need to excise that quote from your uh, video. Yeah, I'll see. Yeah, to, yeah it was, it was a pretty cool moment. So um, anyway, you know, throw it in. Uh, I'm Derek McCaw, editor-in-chief of FanboyPlanet.com. We've got questions, compliments, comments, commentary, criticism, right into editor at FanboyPlanet.com. Thank you for being our female influence guest editor today. You're welcome. Okay, that was Tiffany. State your name. Tiffany Costa. Say it. Doesn't it feel like it rolls off the tongue really nicely? <laughs> nice you like it. You like, and it's got a Nate nice ring right there. every time she says that. Hey, yeah, he does. Look at that. He's in love. <laughs> He's Twitter-painted. And, of course, right over there, the Twitter-painted man in red. I am Nate Costa. <laughs> and I'm Rick Brett Snyder, reminding you to use, use your powers only for good. Thanks once again to the great Luke Ski for use of his music in this podcast. Visit Luke Ski at www.thegreatlukeski.com. Testing? Yeah. Okay. So did you have an agenda or anything? I don't. I didn't have time to put one Woo-hoo! together, so we're just going to freestyle. Hot comics? You got com- comics that came out this week over here. I have not even had a chance to run there. I did uh, get to read Batman 66, so I could talk oh, about good. that. Oh, good. I did, too. Yeah, yeah. We can talk about that. So, all right, just go. Oh, look at that stack. Jonah Hex, Captain America, nothing happened in there. Dark Horse, Journey. Prelude to Infinity, episode 17. Yeah, I'm tired of the prelude. Did you get Justice League Dark, number 20? No. Two of Trinity War? Okay, I'm so tired of Trinity War already. I'm not buying anything other than the stuff I normally buy.
I did uh, tell them at Elusive to hold all Trinity War stuff for me. All the tie-ins or just the all actual the parts? All Oh, damn it. I don't know. Because <laughs> the actual parts are only the Justice League book. One shot. I, res- I resent that. Green Team's made it to three issues. Congratulations. Second Green issue. Team. We are proud of Green That's Team. That's a wonderful cover. Superman, Batman. Spirit and the Rocketeer. I, no, we talked about that. We knew it was coming. Hunger? I haven't. Did uh, J.K.? Did you already have that pulled, or did he say you should get this? No, he did not pull. They don't pull anything that I haven't already told them to pull. Did so. he tell you you should get it? Yeah, he showed it to me, and I said, no, I don't want that. Yeah. Which one? The Rocketeer Spirit oh. by Mark Wade. Yeah, I'm I torn. said Derek would love that. So would Rick. But not me. But Derek doesn't. You're off your mic a little bit. You need to turn it towards you, or no? I'm the, ah, there. You there go. we go. So just turn the bass like the. Yeah, uh, yeah, I understand how to turn a bass. <laughs> oh my god! Well, you weren't doing it. I may have to take a crap later. You want to <laughs> sit on the seat? No, pull your pants down first. Yeah, I think I broke Rick. <laughs> I'm looking at him. He's going. Wait a minute. No. <laughs> I'm the one who has to fix your voice later. I know. Okay. So anyway, yes, he had the knock on, and apparently, so next week when I go down, I'm, I'm Susan told me I get to participate. Uh, I get to uh, be have a non-con employee T-shirt Ooh. because she had noticed, though though Carr had not, that our comics articles end with "Pick it up if you're in LA at Earth 2. So right. oh. Derek's been advertising, and Derek gets dinner tonight, which was nice because it's a really expensive dinner. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, at Nobu. No, if there's one behind the Marriotts, um, there's a Hawaiian fusion. Oh. Uh, so sushi and salmon and right. crab and things. Everything but spam, so I didn't recognize Good. it as Hawaiian. Good. <laughs> so it was not truly, truly Hawaiian. But fantastic cocktails. I wish you remember what it was. Don't mind me, I'm just <clears> messing. <throat> Nate, let's hear you one more time. Greetings and salutations, fanboys. You are listening to the Fanboy Planet podcast. Okay. This is the Steampunk podcast, because that was very formal. We should do that sometime. A A 19th century Fanboy Planet podcast. (laughs) Greetings and salutations, listeners of the planet. (laughs) We could could team up with either the T-Rage podcast or live in... I'll do T-Rage. Wait, which one is Steven Nelson's? Steven Nelson is uh, T-Rage. All right, I'll do T-Rage. T-Rage, have you listened to it? It's no. really good. No. Really well done. It's about right. So I just say, hey, it's okay, Nate. Um, not you. It's a different Nate Costa. Uh, <laughs> what did I say I would do? <laughs> the one from Earth 2. <laughs> Remind me. No, nothing. No, no. no it was the Wouldn't it be great if you go down to <laughs> Cardiangelo's Earth 2 store and you find all there these are. duplicates of people you know, but they're different? There are. There are. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Uh, it was a good dinner. Anyway, so let's, uh, let's go. Are you at it? Take it away.